we're recording here. Okay. Um, I guess that's all I do. So add, we've done. Okay. Sarah Moray, everybody, oh, trying to get us on. Yeah, the, uh, oh, yeah, dude, I was fine. They don't need to see me. They need to see you. She's trying to set up her Instagram live here. It's going. Cool. Let me get these headphones on. Yeah, the headphones are really just to like isolate us from outside. Nice. Anything in the room, anything that happens, like it's just you and I having a conversation. Yeah. I know. And it's kind of annoying because I wish these were turned into each other. Oh, but, no, it's okay. But the setup is what the setup is right now. <laughs> I want to get it changed eventually. But Sarah Moray. Could you bring this down, yeah. the mic down? Because everybody wants to see your face. <laughs> All right. Well, we got it. Yes. Hello. Thank hey, guys. you. Thank you for coming on uh, Living the Dream. Thanks for having and me. Thanks for writing. Absolutely. Uh, wrote a fun song today. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's called uh, Hot Bacon Dressing. And it's <laughs> fun. <laughs> that is that is definitely the title it of is. the song. It is. I know it is. Um. <laughs> Anyway, uh, you're live on Instagram, so yeah. that's cool. Hey, guys. I just had like a panic attack because I was like, what if I went live on the wrong Instagram account? Cause How many Instagram casts you got? I don't know. I'm logged into like a few different ones other than my own. And so I was like, what if I didn't go live on, my, on mine? But I think I did. Hey, y'all. It looks like it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. yeah it's fun. It. <laughs> um, all right. Let's start off. Okay, cool. So, uh. We met at Lucky Money Round, a round that you yes. run uh, yeah. at Virgin Hotel. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into all that. But I want to know how Sarah Moray started loving music. Like, what mm. was your first, you know, inspiration in music? When, when, when did you first realize, like, oh, man, I, this music affects me, right? right? And how did you get yourself here to Nashville? Mm. Well... I I started really early, like really young, loving music. And so it's all I ever wanted to do, which I think is why I was able to get here to Nashville when I when I did. But um, I started in piano lessons when I was five because my mom like wanted me and my sister in piano lessons. So I was really little when I kind of was introduced to music, but I wasn't writing songs yet. Um, when I turned seven, <laughs> yeah. I had just fallen in love with the radio and singing and I would sing a lot at church and, so um, you're a church girl from Florida. I'm from Tampa. I'm a church Tampa, girl Florida. from Florida. <laughs> oh what, yeah. What religion? Uh, well just, well, so I grew up in worship bands after I started playing guitar. And so I played in all sorts of different denominations, um, just Christian churches of, all kinds. Yeah. Um, so I started singing really little, though, at a Methodist church. Um, what were some of the first songs you remember singing? Mm. Well, uh, I guess in church we would sing like, you know, little like Hymns this little light of song. mine oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like songs like that. But um, when I was, you know, just listening to the radio, there would be, um, you know, country radio on and I loved Sugarland, and I loved um, what else? There's just so many songs that would like inspire me early on that were on the radio in like the early 
2000s um and my mom would play country music like country radio and because she was from this place called auburndale (laughs) that's right that's right we talked about auburndale (laughs) with france with yeah yeah so when me and garrett first um met he him and his friends were like where are you from they were like you say my friends you're what (laughs) they were like you say words so weird (laughs) and i was like yeah i'm from tampa but my mother is from auburndale 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 um bobby braddock is from auburndale um he wrote he's a hit writer um in town uh i think i think he's in the hall of fame I hope I'm not wrong about that, but he, um, he is now. Yeah. He wrote, I think, what song did he write? I'm pretty sure he wrote, God is great. Beer is good. And people are crazy. Billy Carrington. Yeah. 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 And so, um, anyways, but Auburndale, he wrote a book about Auburndale called Auburndale because everyone calls it Auburndale that's from there, but it's spelled with an A. Anyways, so my mom, my mom would play country radio. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, it's spelled with an A, but they say like an O. Like so. Orburn. Orburn. Yeah, that's of course. Of that's, course. Initially, that's what I thought. And I was mm-hmm. like, it has to be, yeah. Orburndale. You, you said Auburndale. I was like, you got to be saying it wrong because I know it as Orburndale. <laughs> Because that's the correct. Most you, people know it as <laughs> as Orbendale. No. Yeah, all the people that know about uh, yeah Orbendale. Everybody, it's very mainstream. No, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> but, that map dot beside Tampa. Tampa's actually smaller than Orbendale. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> Orbendale's really big city. No, I'm yep, kidding. Huge <laughs> skyscrapers. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah. So my mom, she grew up like kind of out in the country and so she would play country music and um and so that's kind of what I would listen to in the car and stuff but I also was obsessed with Hannah Montana so that's where the magic came in for me when I was seven and so I was like (laughs) I have to be Hannah Montana and I just wanted to be her but I also had this like just I was drawn to music and like songs and stuff. And so, um, and I didn't realize at the time that my piano lessons were really related to that at all. Cause I mean, obviously I knew it was all music, but I didn't really think to like sit down at the piano and write a song. So I would always just like, I started writing songs acapella with no instrument because I didn't play guitar yet at that point. And I, um, I don't know. I, I asked my mom, I was like, who writes all these songs on the radio? And I was like, do people write them? Like, where do they come from? I wanted to know, like, how the songs happened and where they came from. And I wanted, I wa- I think I asked her, like, if I was allowed to write a song. I was like, could, <laughs> I was like, could I just, like, do it? Like, can I write one? And, um, like, I remember having this conversation with her. And she was like, well, I, I guess so. Like, you know, somebody's writing the songs. Like, you could write songs. And so... <laughs> I started writing in my bedroom and I would come out and be like, mom, dad, I, I wrote another song. <laughs> I would sing it. Um, and so I would just want to show everyone at that point. Like, I mean, and I, I guess I'm still the same way, but when I, <laughs> yeah. when I was seven, I would like be on the playground. I'd be like, Hey, listen to this song that I, I just wrote. And so that's kind of how it started for me. And it was very just like, I, I mean, 
the magic and everything came from from you know being starry eyed about Hannah Montana, but understandably, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, y'all know we love Hannah Montana. We love her and Miley Cyrus. I'm a big I'm a big Miley fan. I know that yeah, some people are like I don't know. I love her and I love Hannah Montana for always. I will always love them. So like they're two different people. They are <laughs> right. They, well, technically Miley <laughs> writes Hannah's song, so I guess yeah. There you, you know. go. Well, so the show kind <laughs> of confused me a little bit about songwriting because her dad on the show would always kind of write her songs for her was billy ray her dad on the show yeah oh he was yeah okay. so he played uh she he played her dad and he was writing songs for her on the show and so hannah montana would sing the songs um that he wrote and so i kind of had this mindset of like i need my own songs if i'm gonna be hannah montana but like who's gonna write them for me like my i was like my dad's probably not going to write songs because he wasn't a songwriter. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to have to do it myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I went to a Miranda Lambert concert when I was nine because my parents knew at that point, they were like, wow, she's into this and she is really excited about songs. Yeah. And, um, you know, they knew that I liked the radio and all that. But Miranda at the time, I think had just, come out with kerosene or something like it was pretty it's a hot song yeah it's good yeah but it was like her first bigger like it was her first hit yeah and so she was kind of new you know i guess to the scene at that point and i didn't really know who she was because i was nine my parents were fans though already of her and she was coming to perform near my house and so they took me and i thought it was like uncool i was like i was like this is not Hannah Montana. <laughs> I was like, like, cause none of my friends oh. at school knew who oh. she was. And yeah. I was like nine. Like I was like, I don't know who this is, but then I got there and I was like enthralled by everything happening. Like this girl sitting up on the stage, like with her guitar, like her playing her own songs. And she's like, this is a song I wrote. And she would play it. And I remember asking my parents at the show, I was like, what, what, how does she make money? I was like, I was like, what is, I was like, yeah. what is her job? I was like, is this, like, how is this working for her? Cause I'd only ever seen it with my eyes on these TV shows, like Hannah Montana. I knew in my head that Hannah Montana was like a character. So I was like, I can't really do it. But then when I saw Miranda up there, I was like, this is a real person, like this girl like seemingly like me that's just writing her songs and now she's singing them and like my parents like got tickets and took me here and then my mom was like well that's her bus and like pointed at the tour bus and there it was parked like by the stage where you could see it wait wait how small was this place was it like a kind of like a a county fair or something? Yeah, like it was this? outside. Okay. So it's outside. It's actually Bush Gardens. Do you oh, know Bush yeah, Gardens? Yeah. So yeah. so they would do concerts there. Yep. So um that's where she was playing. So she's playing at my house was right by Bush Gardens. Um in oh, Tampa. Of course. Bush Gardens of Ordendale. Of Ordendale. Well, this isn't this is in Tampa, not not Orverndale. But um <laughs> but anyways, she played there and I that was where I really clicked and I was like, Oh, this is real. Like this is something that can actually happen. So Miranda's always my whole time. Yeah. That connection. She's been like this, you know, person for me where I'm like, Oh my gosh, like she made me 
real like a role model like realize oh my gosh like a girl with a guitar writing her own songs can like can do something with that and actually like make a living off of it yeah yeah at the beginning great role model for mm -hmm, sure mm -hmm. so so that's the answer to the beginning of like of starting music and piano worship Miranda Lambert. Oh, Miley Cyrus. Uh, Miley Cyrus. Hannah Montana. Came, yeah, Hannah Montana yeah. was early. Yeah, yeah. One of the, the very first real inspiration. <laughs> so you see uh, Miranda Lambert, and then what do you, like, are um, you initially like, it's time to write songs? Well, so I'd already started writing, because at that point I'd been writing for two years, just like acapella little like songs I would hand write in this little binder that I had. And I had quite a few at that point. Like, I don't know. I hadn't, I wouldn't have written a hundred by that point, but I'd written a, a, quite a few. There's lines on paper at that point. Yeah. Like you're just trying to figure out trying to do it, how, yeah. how things work. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so uh, the Miranda Lambert concert, I saw her with her guitar up there, like playing the songs. And it had never, I never really had that urge to like learn guitar until then because Hannah would always have her like headset on and like someone else would play the guitar. So, you know, like that kind of superstar look. So I, I never really was like, oh, I need to learn guitar. But right. when I was nine and I saw Miranda up there like playing her songs on her guitar, I was like, I have to, I have to do that. Like, that's me. That's my thing. <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, my parents started having me take um guitar lessons and so then I started on guitar and that my teacher my guitar teacher in Tampa um made a huge difference in my songwriting and my overall like whole career I took lessons from him um from the time I was 10 uh to 18 to when I moved here mm. I would meet with him like every week basically and um he was a choir director, like at a college um, down the street from my house. But he gave he gave like guitar lessons, voice lessons, violin lessons. Um, you know, just he was a music teacher. Um, but I came in there when I was ten and was like, "Okay, here's all my songs." <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, and he, <laughs> and uh, so I was definitely wanting to focus it around songwriting. Yeah. Um, and he did that for me. And no he, way. And yeah, and he like focused my, I was doing like these fusion lessons of like guitar, vo like voice lessons mixed together because I wanted to sing and play. Like that was my thing. And when I came in though, and I had all these handwritten songs, I was like, okay, here they are. And I would sing them for him and all that. And I would be like, I want to like play these. And like, so he was really the one to like walk me through putting all that together. But he also was the first person to like really actually work with me on songwriting in like a serious way where it wasn't like people patting me on the head and being like, oh, that's cute. Or like, you know, he oh, actually. Oh, you rhymed. <laughs> you rhymed. The, like, oh, she wants to be Hannah Montana. Yeah. That's cute. Like he was the first person to like look at me seriously and f I felt like respected by it and was like he would he would hear my songs and he would make serious suggestions to make them better. And then I would come in the next week and ch I will have changed them and edited them. Do you still play any of the songs they wrote back then? <laughs> um, 
not from when I was like 10, <laughs> but um, I did start releasing music technically when I was 12, but those are gone now. Those are deleted off the internet. Oh, <laughs> but <why? laughs> I took them off. How awesome would that have been, though, to be like, <laughs> look, this is where it started. Right. Hmm? That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I thought about that when I took them down. They just sounded so bad. <laughs> though well but. i'll tell you what not that i'm trying to interrupt you no, but you're good if anybody comes up to you and it's trying like that's a chance to inspire somebody yeah to inspire a little girl that has the same dream as you yeah. or wants to be involved you'd be like look this is where it starts yeah. and you're playing this crackly <laughs> like poorly recorded or just like mm-hmm. just not good in general song and you're like and then i it's this and you play yeah. their new one they're like good so like you're human you have yeah. you start everybody starts somewhere i think that's a beautiful a beautiful piece of the art that not a lot of people get to see yeah absolutely and it is it's inspiring i know like i always feel good when i listen to like really early early like songs from artists that have been around for a long time and you can hear how it's all like developed and changed which is really cool um but luckily for me i've been i've been broadcasting myself on the internet since i was 12 singing my songs so you can go and listen to those songs on youtube and oh okay (laughs) they're just not out on itunes or spotify or anything like that that makes sense but you can go and (laughs) listen to me sing my song it was called lies it was a song called lies who was lying to you back then is your boyfriend um, or the girls? I was, well, I was 12. No, it was about a boy. It was about a boy. Um, a stupid lying boy. Where yeah. the fuck is he? <laughs> Call him out. I'm coming for you. All right? What is his name? Stupid. I can't say it. No. Stupid Darren from Auburndale. Auburndale. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we'll go with that. Darren from Auburndale. Was it, was it a common name? Well. <laughs> Will. No. Eric. No. Thomas. This is like this is like Ellen with Taylor Swift. You know how Ellen will try to when have you seen those interviews? No. Ellen, Does she try and guess who she's dating now yes, or something? Oh, yeah. Yes. Well. It's always so painful to watch. But but um anyways, I had this song called Lies. Um and that's out there. Um but that was the first one. But I the songs that are out on iTunes and Spotify now for me, the earliest one that is currently available, I think is from when I was 15. And I mean, I don't normally get up on stage and play those songs from that, from that project, Yeah. but I will. And I mean, I have not in the too far like past because people, I mean, people will sometimes ask me if, if they've been listening to me for a while, they'll be like, oh, will you play like your song from years and years ago, you know, that's out. Oh, that's still, awesome. You know, so sometimes that'll happen and I'll like go back and sometimes I'll have to relearn these songs because they're songs that some of them I wrote when I was like 14 or 15, but um, they're definitely not the focus anymore. I like to keep things moving forward and progressing. <laughs> so, yeah. So you do all that. Uh, do you ever get into a band? Yeah. Um, Other than worship, I should say. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I really did kind of start from a musical standpoint in that band setting with the mm. worship teams. Um, but I have played with like 
bands um, since high school just for myself that I would kind of form these bands to back me up and like play with me but I never went under a different name and I never like joined another band as a as like a member I've never Always done just that been Sarah Moray. <laughs> yeah <laughs> one time I called it Sarah Moray and the Blue Jays because I played with um with my friends in high school um their names were Jacob and Janae so it was like two J names oh okay so it's called Sarah and the Blue Jays um <laughs> that's cool yeah but we called it that so in high school that was my first time doing my own music with a band um and I started doing that because um, I started doing cover gigs in Tampa. So in oh no way yeah when I was when I was fifteen or so, essentially what happened was I I had been writing and learning guitar and like posting videos of myself on YouTube like trying to figure it out and I had no idea how anything worked or how I could actually like you know go about things from a business standpoint or from any kind of like logistical standpoint. I was just writing these songs in my bedroom. Yeah, and. I'd done a lot of research, though, on Nashville at that point. So I knew about Nashville, and I knew about Music Row, and I had done as much research as I could on these companies and different artists and stuff and their teams. But I was of this mindset of, like, oh, like, someone, they'll come to me. <laughs> they'll come to me here in my room. They'll scout me out on the YouTube or something. And so I was horribly confused. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's only one of and, me, okay, and they're looking for it. They're looking for me. And so, like, that was that was how I thought when I was, like, 12 or 13 or whatever. But I um, had learned about this thing called Grammy Camp hmm. um, that the Grammy Foundation puts on um, through the Recording Academy. And it's something that they offer, like, as an educational thing for high school students, Grammy Camp, oh. where you can apply, you can, like, audition to be a part of Grammy camp. Um, and so they used to do Grammy camp in all these different cities. I think now they only do it in LA, but back when I was 15, they did Grammy camp Nashville. So there was this Nashville based Grammy camp. And I think I saw a news segment about it or something. And at that point I'd already learned about Belmont university, which is where I ended up going to college. But, um, Belmont is where a lot of these, music executives went for college and like writers had gone like just for you know throughout like music row history people have come out of belmont and gone on to be like household names and like people that are getting songs heard on music row and so i really looked up to belmont already like at that point and then i saw there was this grammy camp happening there and so I ended up applying and getting in to be a songwriter at Grammy Camp. And that was when, at that, at that camp, that was when um, these mentors and, and executives on Music Row would come in and talk to us during that week of, mm. of this intensive camp. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and they would be like... They would be like, y'all need to be promoting yourselves. You need to be gigging in your hometowns. You know, there's things you don't need to wait on anything. There's not, don't be waiting for somebody to come knock on your door. Don't wait until you are old enough to move here. Like go home and make something happen is what they like. That's said. awesome. And I also, on top of hearing that, I also just felt behind, um, 
because I was the youngest one at the camp. <laughs> so I was 15. And everyone else was 18. Wow. How backwards is that, Sarah? Well, <laughs> you're, you're ahead of the curve. I, well, I felt behind because everyone there was older than me and had already released these songs that had gotten thousands of streams. And some of them already had bands and like mm -hmm. producers and contracts. Some of them like these kids were like killing it one of the one of the people at my camp actually was Jax, the girl that sings i know victoria's secret oh wow you wouldn't believe old man who lives in ohio i love that song yeah. but Jax, yeah she was at my camp like all these kids that were like just way beyond like me at that point um and i i just was in tampa in my bedroom um and some of these kids grew up here in Nashville and had parents in the industry and stuff and so yeah. all of it kind of made me feel a little like behind so anyways I went home and was like let's get to work mom and dad let's <laughs> <laughs> let's record an EP let's take me to every every open mic night that that is available yeah. in tampa and so i ended up just i just begged my parents to like let me do every possible exposure that i could Whoa. in my what hometown. a great mindset it's <laughs> good though it's awesome thank you and so that was how i ended up playing live and having a band to answer your question like in tampa um, before I had moved here and I did these open mic nights and that was how I started getting offered actual professional paid gigs and I would learn these three to four hour cover sets and I you know had my friends make a band with me and we would go we'd play this place called Rick's on the River. Rick's on the River was right down the street from my high school and we would play there on the river for four hours and we'd make we'd make like $75 each which which was nice for for me and then we they would have tips that was how i saved up for my car <laughs> for my first car oh man was awesome. like playing these cover gigs yeah um and so and then i started branching out to other venues and stuff and so that that was you know something that really helped a lot because it you know it makes a difference when you can like learn about playing with bands and like going and doing those cover gigs and stuff like it taught me a lot about guitar and you know things that I wouldn't have learned just by doing lessons or just by like sitting in my room and so yep. yeah <laughs> that's awesome I mean what do you remember your first gig my first <clears throat> gig I mean I guess it depends on what not Nova Mike not but a okay. first gig Okay. Where somebody said, I want to pay you for doing X. and Like a paid gig. A paid gig. With my own, like, Sarah Mori stuff. No, just or in just, general. Just in just general. paid gig. Okay. Um, my first, it was probably Rick's on the River. Pro probably, that's the first, like, entity, like, you know, establishment that was like, we want to bring you in and pay you money as a part of our regular rotation, you know, to, to have you sing here for hours. Yeah. <laughs> like that was the first time that had happened to me. I can't remember if there was some paid opportunity before that. I don't think that there was, I think that that was the first professional. Um, that's gig. awesome. Yeah. And, uh, how long ago was that? Hmm. Well, I'm 22. So Jesus. that was, that was seven You're so young. years ago. Oh, Lord. <laughs> 22. Seven years ago. So seven years ago was when I yeah. did that first 
probably it must because I was 15. I mean, you're yeah. killing it at, at you know at 22. You're doing so much, which we'll get to. But well, thank you. <laughs> all right, so you do all these gigs, and I'm assuming at some point. Oh, you said you went to Belmont. I did. Yes. So you graduate, and you're like, I already know where I'm going. Right. Well, so it was more, it was worse than that. It was oh. like, I was, okay. I, I decided that I had to go to Belmont when I was 10 or 11. Cause I had, so in fifth grade after, so this was after I'd started kind of like, I went to the Miranda concert and I was really trying to hone in on like focusing on this, like learning songwriting and my guitar stuff. And like, yeah. how can I do this realistically? And so after um, after that had happened, I was in fifth grade and they had us do this thing called the bio fair. And I know some kids go through this to like do this in school. Like, I don't know if you ever did it, but it's like where they have the kids pick a public figure and you have to like dress up as them. And then oh, you that's like, cool. yeah, it was like something my elementary school did. And so they go around like, who are you? And you're yeah. like, I'm Miranda Lambert. <laughs> Most people do like George Washington yeah, yeah. or like Marilyn Monroe. They'll like pick these like just iconic, iconic people. people. Yeah. And um, I picked Taylor Swift <laughs> um, to study. So when I was studying her, I read some books like on her life and just did as much research as I could because you had to do like this report yeah. um, on, on your person. And so. You know where she's from? Oh my gosh! Well, she grew up on a Christmas tree farm. Was it? Um, it starts with a kind of. <laughs> I I used to be really good at some Taylor Swift trivia because I like. Yeah, she's from uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. where you're from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's not you know better than anybody. No, I don't know shit about it. You her. know, they <laughs> were neighbors. No, <laughs> I did. I played hockey with people that went to school with her, and uh, yeah, but. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Sorry, I'm interrupting. No, just I love throwing that. it out well, there. So, <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, I I used to be like really up on my Taylor Swift trivia because I studied her like a lot to do this report and like in dress up as her and all that. And so um, I that was when I first learned about Belmont because uh, I think it was Hillary Lindsay. Um, was this writing camp with, with mm -hmm. Liz Rose. So Liz Rose kind of was uh, Taylor Swift's yeah. first co-writer in town and all that. And Liz Rose is um, a part of this writing trio that I really love called the Love Junkies. Mm -hmm. And it's Liz Rose, Lori McKenna, and Hillary Lindsay. And so I like learned about them because of this Taylor Swift project. And I found out Hillary Lindsay had gone to this school in, in Nashville called Belmont. And then I also learned that some of these executives and stuff that were involved in Taylor's career had gone to Belmont. And I was like, Oh, that's it. That yeah. if I go there, then I'll be there. I'll be in it. I'll be a part of this thing that they're all a part of. And so, <laughs> and so yeah. I decided when I was 10, I was like, mom, dad, I'm going to go to this college in Nashville and it's called Belmont university. And they, <laughs> they're like, well, Sarah, like, that's great. They were really supportive, but they were like, <laughs> that's great. They were like, we have this thing though called Florida prepaid. So they, when I was born, they, you know, my parents are amazing. Oh, the best. I, okay. And they had gotten me this college plan, like this pay all, everything paid for lovely thing where they can sit back and not, you know, and not have to like pay for college once I get there. Cause they've already put money down when I was born. 
And it was only for Florida. So it was like, if I go to like a state school in Florida. <laughs> so they were like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. That's not a state school in Florida. <laughs> and so. <laughs> a, little off the, a little off the border. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Right, a couple borders, <laughs> a few. But anyways, so I I decided, though, when I was 10, I was like, I have to go there. Like, there's nowhere else that I want to go, that I will go. I was very stubborn, and they were like, they were really supportive, but they were like, how do we, like, pay for a private school in Tennessee? Um, Blood, sweat, and tears, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, so that's, that's the reason why I graduated early. I graduated Belmont in three years because we needed to only pay for three years and not four years of Belmont. And so in, in high school, um, I started going to performing arts schools in Tampa. So I did like performing arts school for middle school and high school. Oh, um, cool. Cause they offered that. Like my, my County had these yeah. performing arts schools, which I'm so thankful for. Cause I fit in way better there. When I would go up to all those kids on the playground in elementary school, be like, I wrote this song. They'd be like, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and so. I, all I right, weirdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they would be like, Sarah, stop singing. <laughs> And so when I went to the performing arts schools, I was way more accepted. <laughs> um, but the performing arts schools, uh, I was able to move faster academically because I did so many classes online at the performing arts schools to oh. make room for electives. So I could take more chorus class and more band class and more acting and all these different classes if I did my math online and if I did my English online and like all these things. Right. So I kind of did this fusion of virtual school and, and in-person performing arts school. And so I was able to knock out a lot of my high school classes before my senior year happened. And then my senior year of high school, I did dual enrollment. And so I did, I did community college classes in Tampa to knock off a year of, which was free. So it was free for me to do yeah. that. And then, Damn. and then I went to Belmont. <laughs> I love it. This is awesome. <laughs> well, thanks. Thank you. So you went to community college and what was your, uh, what'd you go into Belmont major thinking you wanted to major? <laughs> That's a good question. I like how you phrased that. <laughs> well, I decided cause I'd been to Nashville a few times in high school, one for Grammy camp, one yeah. being for that. And that was at Belmont, like on campus. So I met um, a lot of the faculty there um, in different areas. And they've got all these different majors at Belmont. Like music business is their biggest major, but they have a whole college for music business. Yeah. So you can yeah. major in audio production. You can major in entertainment industry studies, which I, I still don't know what that is. It's somehow different than music business. And then... <laughs> Yeah. I bet someone with that degree could tell you. I know. Maybe. I Maybe know. they could. No offense to anyone with an <laughs> entertainment industry studies degree. I just don't know what it is. But um, they have just all these different degrees. And um, I didn't know what I wanted to major in. I just knew I needed – I wanted to go there. And I wanted to be, like, in Nashville and singing my songs and writing my songs. And so at, it was at Grammy camp because I was a – songwriter there like they have all these different tracks at grammy camp where you can go as a vocalist or you can go as an audio person or you can go as a writer or you can that's go neat. as a band member like as a bass player or something oh that's like, pretty cool yeah so there's all these different ways to attend and i was there as a as a songwriter so i was working with the songwriting professors at belmont and so that was when i was first swayed to be a songwriting major at belmont so mm. 
um then I was very set on that. You have to audition to be a songwriting major. They have they they say it's like a ten percent acceptance rate. I so I didn't. I can imagine that. Yeah. I don't. I have no clue like if that's still the statistic or not. But that's like what they had said at Grammy camp. So I went through all of high school thinking, "Ooh, I want to be a songwriting major," but I don't. I can't like guarantee that I can be or that like it'll work out. So I just always kind of was like, "Oh, I'll do music business regardless." Like. Like, either way, I'll just make sure I'm a part of that college. Um, But I ended up getting into the songwriting department, which was, like, I was amazed. Like, What was your audition like? Um, It was a video. I had to do a video audition. You, like, you didn't go in person. You you just, like, uploaded a YouTube video and um, sent them a link. And you had to, I think, do two of your original songs. Oh. And I think that they had to be ones you wrote on your own, I'm pretty sure. Which at that time, I wasn't co-writing at all because I was just in Tampa. So that was fine. (laughs) And then you had to do one that was like a video essay where you like had to say why you wanted to be a part of the program and like what your songwriting experience was that thus far and all that. The songwriting department is kept fairly small, I think, in comparison to like the other majors in that in the college at Belmont. Um, uh, I mean, I think mainly because you have to be going into college, like typically at 18 and be like, Oh, I want to major in songwriting. (laughs) You have to be like a crazy person. And so that's, (laughs) that's what I did. And I, um, and I got in and I went there and now I have a BS degree in songwriting, a literal, bachelor of science or bullshit degree in songwriting no but it's not though i love belmont and i'm really appreciative that i was able to make it there and go there because otherwise i would have gone to like usf or like some state florida school and or i mean i probably wouldn't have i probably would have just skipped college and come here but my parents (laughs) would have not been like uh yeah, so we paid all yeah. this. Like, what do you want to do? You like have to go. Yeah. Um, and so I am really thankful Belmont exists and that they are supporting young people in a real way. Cause that's another example of like showing these young, driven like kids that they can be respected in this and that this is like this is like a scholarly thing and you can get a degree in it and you can like streamline it and you can work with people. Yeah in a way that like makes sense and it's not just some like in the stars like fake thing i get it yeah mm-hmm. they make it tangible yeah for, that's for something it. that's not necessarily tangible they make it tangible. Yeah. they show you steps that's the you. word tangible yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes oh god i'm gonna joke <laughs> i've got to well, get water <laughs> i don't know what I just, happened how did I you get to that point i don't know it's fine <laughs> Oh, Sarah. <laughs> I just laugh so much that <laughs> sometimes I get choked up. You are very laughy, like a, yeah. a little giggle box, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's it's very funny. Sometimes when we when we met you <laughs> when we left, Tony and I were like, She laughs a lot. Yeah. She is I don't know, just you that's just your style. Yeah. I do. I don't know. It's I not just bad. Have... It's don't take it bad. It's just very yeah. funny because it's light. It's very lighthearted. Well, thank you. Um, so when you go to Belmont, what's one thing 
what was your journey as like going through songwriting as a major? Well, I I did contemplate it a lot because it sounded a little, you know, am I going to go major in songwriting? You know, like I was like, if, if I'm ever at that point in my life, everything had been very presented in like a, in a box way. Like, Oh, you go, you go to college, you graduate high school, you go to college, you like apply for jobs. You're going to have like a resume. You're going to have right. a degree. Like the yeah. degree is valuable and you might get a better salary if you have this degree. And so I was concerned. I mean, I don't know, not concerned, but it just, it makes you question like, Oh, is this what we should put that investment into like this songwriting degree or should you get a degree in something else that looks different or, or whatever but I'm so glad I didn't think about that because lord knows I'm not applying to any <laughs> jobs I don't know I'm not I don't have to oh, like a resume where there's like a like you know someone being like oh well you have a songwriting degree versus an accounting degree or whatever so like jobs suck all right <laughs> let me tell you jobs suck Jobs suck. we just they're not I shall, I'll say this yeah they're, they're not for everybody no. Definitely not for somebody but like you or like any of the creative people down here. It's a that's yeah. it's a tough road. It is, yeah. I mean money is a thing, you know, like it's hard you gotta have, find it. But um but yeah, I I don't know. So I'm glad that I went that route, but at first I contemplated it quite a bit and like I know my parents must have if they didn't like <laughs> let on to it as much as they, they were probably like may have. Uh this girl is gonna be back with us very with us. soon. <laughs> so no, you gotta figure something they, out. They were always so supportive. They never like would say anything like that to me. But I just, I can only imagine, like as a parent, I just. And now I talk to so many parents now, really? like yes, like with other artists and like with students coming into Belmont, like. And I've worked now different positions while I was a student. I worked different positions where oh. I would have to talk to a lot of parents, and um, they would always express a lot of concern about it, you know. But something again that's great about Belmont is that it it really does give these people like students these young kids an opportunity to go full-fledged into this in an environment that feels safe and comfortable for parents and being like oh well I thought my kid was gonna be a doctor but like at, at least they're gonna go to college and get a degree you know what I mean and my parents were never like that but a lot of kids parents are right um and so that's something that's great about Belmont but while I was there um this the professors were incredible I mean it's really focused on the craft of songwriting. So the degree is really focused on writing great songs, which is the most important thing in the career of songwriting. You have to have great songs, but there's a lot more to, to it than that. And they, I, I was a music business minor, so I ended up taking music business classes. Yeah. I do wish, I guess from a college standpoint, like, like since I did go and since I was there, like I probably could have, gotten more from that maybe than like than so saturated in like the other direction but but at the end of the day I mean like I got a wealth of knowledge from like those programs but really what Belmont is and I knew this from when I was 10 and I read about Taylor Swift it's like a country club <laughs> it's like a, That's a good way to put it yeah, yeah. it's yeah, like yeah. this in it's like a maybe like a like a big sorority or something. It's like something not not or fraternity. Like it's like this club in the form of a school. Some may call it a cult. A cult. 
<laughs> yes. It's like this thing where the people on Music Row, a lot of them did go to Belmont. A lot of their kids go to Belmont. They meet this person that they normally wouldn't have anything to do with, normally wouldn't talk to. And yep. they're like, oh, you go to Belmont. Well, why don't you come in my office? <laughs> true and yeah very very true <laughs> and so that does happen and there is there are pros and cons to that to that situation there because you know there is um bitterness about that you know about like the way that that happens as well and so in towards town, like you mean like within the industry mm-hmm, or yeah, within yeah, the, yeah like i've <laughs> talked to people now that like that are executives at these companies that bring on interns or bring on new hires and they're like Oh, there was one resume in the batch of resumes that was not from Belmont. And I went with that person <laughs> because oh. they're different and it's not like all the same. Yeah. And so there's a lot of weird things that you don't think about when you go there. But that's not to say anything bad about Belmont. It's just it's just a situation. It's like, you know, but at the end of the day, it is kind of socially this country club. <laughs> this is, the, I mean, realistically, this is the the this is where we live you know nashville and mm-hmm. being that the songwriting hub of the world is right next to belmont it's like yes <clears throat> yes yeah you're gonna have mixed feelings about it mm-hmm. so it's it's really interesting how like all of those different nuances like come into play but um at the end of the day their internship program like has made a huge impact on me and like that's really like after talking to a lot of like alumni and a lot of people around town that are mentors and and stuff like everyone pretty much says that where it's like yeah belmont's great like the professors are great the programs are great but at the end of the day like the thing that really can make a difference is is the internship programs because it gives you at least this opportunity belmont has a lot of opportunities but you have to like take them or like come up with creative ways to go about like taking advantage of those opportunities um yeah no that's a good way to put it because if you don't take them they're gone oh you know and you're gonna miss out yes yes and so that's another weird thing about about it because they have these degrees and kids go and they a lot of people end up in a lot of debt and like pay a lot of money to, to go and do it and it's these degrees like songwriting and degrees like you know music business and things and um it can it can make it seem like there's some sort of entitlement or guarantee of like, oh, if you come here, then you'll leave with a publishing deal or you'll leave with a record deal or, oh, you'll leave and you'll be famous. And Belmont never says that. They never market it as that. But a lot of parents and kids can get that idea in their head. And um, yeah. and so, but that is so not true. It is not the truth. And the only way that you can try to work towards those sorts of things is to take advantage of everything that's there and it's easy to not because you're a college student and you have like class i love how you're like (laughs) like because you're a college student yeah yeah no that's true yeah like there's all these crazy (laughs) things that happen in college and so it's hard to like be like oh i'm gonna take advantage i'm gonna be smart and take advantage of these opportunities outside of reading my textbooks like (laughs) it's life you know it's life to live and you sometimes you get sometimes as kids if you if you have not had a chance to experience life you think that uh you're missing out on you just forget there's so much shit going on like you said while you're in college that 
Yeah. So it's hard. A lot of it is just, I mean, a lot of it's luck. A lot of it is, um, I don't know. Also just, and not that this is good or bad or anything, like, cause it can be great to figure out what you want at any time in life. But at a, at a place like Belmont, you have an advantage if you go in from the start and be like, I know exactly what I want and this is what I'm going to, but you have a direction that you want yeah. to Mm-hmm. And but that's kind of unfair because what eighteen-year-old is like? Oh, I know exactly what I want. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> so it's just kind of like a little—I don't know—maybe misplaced or something to like put that kind of you know situation in the mix. But I guess I don't know. I mean, you just you have to know what you want. And you also have to like uh, take what you can't like anything that is available to you. And so yeah. not, not at all that that's like, I didn't, I was not at all a perfect example of that, like <laughs> at all, but that's just kind of the name of the game there. The name of the game yeah. at Belmont is like, you have to, you have to like take these opportunities because that's the only thing that will like, otherwise you're just going to That'll your separate classes. You. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of funny cause, um, I think the world is going in such a direction to where like we <clears throat> we no longer have to make these it used to be like you know 18 year olds back in like the 70s or the 50s or 30s mm-hmm. like th- their life is much more different than ours mm-hmm. you know they yeah they their uh, boundaries were a lot shorter so mm. so they were probably able to make the decision on college or not where here it's mm-hmm. like you know, those guys kind of paved the wave for us <clears throat> to have this vastness and opportunities before we even get to college. And, you know, college, although college is kind of like this like routine thing where we're like, oh, we hit this and then we go to college and then we get a job or something. I think I think I see a lot of, of you know, kids going like, well, maybe I want to experience life just a little more before I dedicate x amount of money and time to to one thing yes yes and i'm a big believer in that because i've really seen a lot of issues with um a lot of friends and a lot of people that i care about and a lot of like just kind of sad situations where like they'll feel pressure to be like oh well it's time for me to do this because the society says i should or like whatever and you do end up sometimes losing some just ridiculous amount of money or you end up you know, feel like regretting something or whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, luckily I had decided when I was seven that I was going to be Hannah Montana. So <laughs> I was yeah. like, I was ready to go. But yeah. like, if that's not the situation, then it's better to hold off and like, <laughs> Oh yeah. And give it yeah. some time before, you know, doing something like, <laughs> like that. It's crazy. Uh, it's probably super beneficial that your life did end up like that because you, mm-hmm. you, you found this sort of connection. What, what What is it? What connection did you... Because we're doing it for mm. a connection. Because mm-hmm. we have this old memory yeah. of something. Of the way that it made us feel. Like with sports, somebody remembers like a memory with their dad or their grandpa. And like, oh, I want to play baseball so I can help give other people memories. Like mm-hmm. what are what's something that you remember that you held on to? That you're like, this is why I want to do it. Mm, that's a good question. Um, hmm. I mean, there's a lot of, 
I'm, I have to think of like a specific one though. I have to think of a specific memory. Take your time. Um, mm, I feel like obviously I started playing a lot when I was really young. So there's a lot of moments, you know, when I would be playing music. I would say, okay, I think I have one. I think I have one. Um, my dad was always really into music, like local music. Um, oh, there was like that's a cool. local radio station. So when I started writing songs, um, my dad, you know, my parents were so supportive of it and excited about it. They didn't really know what to do with it. And they still say that to this day. They were like, we don't, we didn't know what to do. And they kind of, they're like, we don't know what to do with this. Yeah. But um, they were really supportive of it. And my dad invited this DJ from the local radio station oh, yeah. um, who was this respected musician in Tampa that like lived in Tampa, but he used to write for Peter, Paul and Mary, uh, older like group. Um, but anyways, people really looked up to him and he came to my house. My dad invited him over cause he kind of was buddies with some of the people over at the station just cause he would hang out at these, you know, local concerts and local shows and like, oh, meet all these awesome. people cause he was yeah, just, yeah. A, he was always a big music fan. And so that's another reason why music spoke to me so much. Cause like my dad would make these playlists and stuff that we would like have Friday night dance parties too. And it was always like music was a big deal kind of. And so he brought this, DJ to our living room and um that was the first time that I really like felt like I was singing my song to somebody that mattered like oh this person maybe can do something or like can help me or like maybe they'll really like my song and wave a magic wand I don't know <laughs> but um you're next <laughs> come on let's go <laughs> exactly I don't know what I thought but I just remember early on, like an early, early moment in my songwriting artist career, like that was something that made a big difference because he came there, he showed up and he like sat down on my, and I'd been listening to him on the radio, like, you know, for my whole life almost like at at the local Tampa station. And he came in and sat down. I was probably eight, seven or eight. And I like get my piece of paper and I was nervous and I was like so excited and I sit down on my couch and I'm like okay this is my song and I like sang it just acapella to this guy and he was so encouraging and he was like you have to keep writing like you cannot stop writing songs oh that's great great advice yeah yeah and he was so like kind and like the fact that he showed up and like had the patience to like sit down and do that like it gave me this um encouragement early on that was like this cool moment of like oh this is kind of surreal because this guy on from the radio sitting in my living room and it's like it you know looking back it was like all this local community station stuff and my dad really loved it so it was cool that my dad did that and like set that up and it was like you know i would say that's the key right there mm-hmm. that your dad you just you probably did, <clears throat> guys probably bonded over it yeah you know exactly the special, the special moments yeah so that was something early on that was like really encouraging that like kind of made me want to like there's all these moments that like make you want to just keep doing it it's almost like every day it's like oh there's something that like happens yeah. or something that you mm-hmm. i always think that um no matter what no matter where we end up it's not uh it's not necessarily like <clears throat> maybe sometimes but some things uh are very non-coincidental yeah so you know like People have varying paths, but then 
like if they're a musician, they're maybe they're like 40 and they're like, <clears throat> you know, I did everything in life. Now it's time for me to like, I, I always stayed away from songwriting because I never thought I could make money or something. But mm. you tend to always come back to those memories, whether it's maybe it's even like something like welding or it's uh, mm. like racing cars or something like those special memories when you're younger are the ones that you're like, I want to, you end up being selfless yeah. when you're older. So you're like, I want to give this to other people. Yeah. That's why, that's why I think a lot of it comes to like, we feel those moments and we're like, Oh, that'd be cool to give that back. Yes, absolutely. I like, and that's been something that's really important to me, you know, for, um, for a long time. I mean, cause so many people did that for me when I was really little, no one needed to listen to me or, yeah. you know, encourage me or, um, you know, do any of that stuff. Um, and oh, people, yeah. there were some people that did, um, and it, it did mean a lot and like changed a lot, you know, early on, um, in a positive way that like wouldn't have happened, you know, if people weren't like that. So it definitely does like, you know, make you then want to like give back and like do it for like other people and stuff. And oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a good point for sure. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the nitty gritty. Oh God. Okay. What is the nitty gritty? So <laughs> <clears throat> what, what happens after, uh, after you're done college? Like, so you graduate, <laughs> where do you, where are you at? Where do you mm. sit? Where do you, what is your life? Right I mean, it now, wasn't too long ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would have graduated this year, um, in May, um, but because of the dual enrollment and because of, you know, m money, <laughs> trying to save it, <laughs> um, I graduated last May, like a year it was 2021 in May so it's been like I don't know is that has it been like a year and a half almost since I graduated um so yeah that is wild a lot is a lot has happened um and I don't know every day I just wake up and I'm like well <laughs> did you have a job happen? did you have a job after college I did so um so I interned, like I mentioned, through Belmont. And so Belmont's internship program is awesome because of the opportunity it gives. It's not something that's given. It's not something that like, oh, you just get an internship, but it's a it's an opportunity there for you. And that mm -hmm. was something that was one of the things at Belmont that I was able personally to like capitalize on and like do something with. And so I started interning um, for publishing companies. I interned uh, for this guy, Desmond Child. He wrote a ton of, I mean, he's an, a legendary songwriter and has written so many, so many hit songs, um, but a lot of like Bon Jovi songs and a lot of Aerosmith oh, songs, awesome. like you're like living on a prayer and yeah. you could love a bad name, like so many of these, you know, iconic hits. And so that was my first internship, which was, um, you know, I had to, I had to buck up real quick and like learn a lot, like quick for that because it was kind of a lot to jump into um and so that was my first one and then I interned for a guy named Jeffrey Steele um for a year who um, oh, awesome. is another iconic writer in town um who I look up to so much as as does the whole town <laughs> everybody <laughs> loves right. Jeffrey Steele I saw him play Whiskey Jam not that long ago and it was like oh really yes and it was just the best Whiskey Jam set i've ever seen that's sweet <laughs> did you play life. a lot of his but, like 
you know, a lot of the hits or. Yeah. Yeah. He did like kind of almost like a medley type of a thing. He's just his, his energy and his passion and like the, the way that he is with his songs, like is nuts. It's like, it's so cool. But anyways, so I interned for him. This was still while I'm a student, but I was doing catalog management for his publishing company called three ring circus and but as an intern so i was just there and i would i would manage their catalog it was this boutique um publishing company um and i just you know love them and by the way all these internships continue to this day to like impact me and my career and my trajectory and like my life and like all the all the different people and i got these internships literally only because i went to a listening room show that uh, Jeffrey Steele and Desmond Child happened to be playing together. Oh, And man. I went up to the stage and um, met them both and told them both that I was a student at Belmont if they ever needed an intern. <laughs> and they both were like, well, we could use an intern. So um, I just, I interned for Desmond and then I interned for Jeffrey. <laughs> it was not something where Belmont was like, oh, apply for these internships. Right. It was something where it was just like, made up which i've learned contrary to what i thought when i got here um things happen when you just like make them up (laughs) you just like (laughs) no one's gonna hand it to you yeah um and so anyways they were very kind and gracious to offer that to me um when i met them and introduced myself and so um that's awesome i that's how that happened and then from there i ended up interning at a place called porchlight Music, which is another publishing company. They do a round in town called Porchlight Pickers. So I interned there. And, um, oh, yeah, that's at the local, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've got the fried pickles. If you guys go there. Local has great food. Yes. Oh, yeah. They do. <laughs> Hello to Jeff. Jeff is probably not watching right now, but we <laughs> love him. And <laughs> the fried pickles are the best. Oh, yeah. So um, Porchlight, I, I started interning there. Oh, uh, hold on. Sorry. Uh, what's his name? George Davis? Who? I don't no, know. No, no, no. Hold on. What is his name? George. The ah uh, man. Davis. Uh, no, I'm 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 short. Is it Roger? Roger. I just I can't remember. Who? Can't remember. Is it For somebody? Por- Porsche pitcher. Picker? Yeah. Picker. Oh, Dan. Dan. Uh, Dan Hudson. I don't know him. Maybe that's it though. I I thought I knew. Is there somebody that ran the round? <sighs> well, Dan, he he. Well, there's he there's the... Terry Lee Palmer. Damn it! Maybe I'm thinking of something else. I could be. Anyway, we'll go. Uh, I'll I'll, fi- I'll figure it out later. It's not super important. I thought uh, thought I, this guy that I was doing around with uh, last week. He's like I I know he said I thought he said uh yeah I run. The porchlight picker round, but I don't remember his name being Dan. Could have been. Well, it's the last I checked. It was it Dan could, and Terry. No, no, you could but be they right. May cha- they may have changed it. No, you uh, could, you're probably right, and I <laughs> misunderstood him. Like either um, way, yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't know. There's also a freak show that happens over there. Terry Joe. Terry Joe. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then Jeff like owns the local. Anyways, we yeah, love Jeff's all of awesome. these people. Yeah, for sure. Yes, we love them. So, um, <laughs> so I started interning at Porchlight because I, um, my long term like mentor since I had gotten to town, um, Anthony L. Smith, has started running Porchlight, and so he brought me on to intern 
after I'd been with Jeffries for about a year, I stayed there throughout a lot of the pandemic because the pandemic was happening. Um, and so then I uh, went over to Porchlight, uh, started started interning there because I, I was still a student. I was still, um, you know, finishing up my last semester. So I was at yeah. Porchlight my last semester. And also I totally left out and like didn't mention because it, it wasn't an internship, but I started working as a staff songwriter at a recording studio in Franklin. So that was while I was a student as well. That's awesome. um, it's called Off the Row. And y'all know how much I love Off the Row on my Instagram. <laughs> but um, but anyways, I... What was... Um, what was- your job there like what did that look like so while i was a student i started out helping a lot with their social media stuff um just when i could it was it, this was in the middle of the pandemic yeah. and so i was also nannying for for them they had it they had this amazing daughter and i love her and um <laughs> i had never nannied before i was like y'all sure you want me to watch your daughter <laughs> i was like i'm kind of a mess <laughs> but um Anyways, it ended up working out great, and I was um, helping with all these different kind of logistics things, like booking and and all the A and R stuff, like like yeah. you know, sort of like song plugging things and just helping out um, with the releases in general. But I started um, writing for all these artists out there that would come in, and I would write songs for them, and it became like a staff songwriting type of a thing, and so. Um, I did that. I started that while I was still in in school, but I was also interning. And so then I graduated and Porchlight brought me on as their uh, catalog manager and creative coordinator mm. title um, <laughs> after I after I graduated. And um, and so I'm really thankful that they were, you know, championing me and supporting me like right out of school like that you know um because anyone that does that has to take a chance on people um and Very so true. all yeah. these all these people are examples of like just like every single one of these things that happened while i was a student it's like all these people that did not need to did not have to but like were willing to extend a hand and like believe in me in some way well i mean in a lot of ways you believed in yourself which speaks mm. a lot Thanks. <laughs> you know, well, some people, like you said, wait wait for it to happen. And mm. you got to find a way to, to go for it. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, I've heard a lot of it, people's journeys and things will happen in all these different ways. Like, and sometimes, like, I you'll hear stories where things do just fall into place or like, and that's the truth. And like, sometimes people will just be like, oh, well, you know, I was just... I don't know. I was just sitting next to Rusty Gaston and I don't know, like that's just some example. But like, and then suddenly <laughs> uh, something happened. Like, you know, you hear all these, all these different kinds of stories of how things can just happen, but not that, that is, it's all luck and it's none of it's guaranteed. And the only way you have control over it, um, you know, to ensure that you're doing what you can is if you just like, you just like make stuff up but you're like well i'll just i'll just try this yeah um but also you do have to have a lot of people give you a lot of grace and a lot of like a lot of extensions of like oh let me extend a hand and like offer you know offer my expertise or my help or like this position or something and so um so then i was a publisher um at this company and then i was um also still working at the studio and that was um, something 
that I always heard a lot about when I was a student because songwriting majors would intern at these publishing companies. And it would get really confusing um, for students and publishers and um, the faculty. It would get confusing for everybody because these songwriting majors pretty much are all after the, the, the publishing deal. They're like, oh, I want a publishing deal. But then they end up in these publisher positions like from a business standpoint. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's that's what I, you know, I was a pu- I was a publisher and um I kind of at the time was like, "Oh, like you know, growing up and like going to Belmont, like you're always like, "Oh." And then and then you'll sign your publishing deal. Right. <laughs> and so <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, I um it was it was interesting because I love songs and I love working on songs and I love um, all the writers and all the people that I have been able to work with from a business standpoint. And I'm really passionate about songs and getting them heard because I write them, but I just love people too. And I love um, working with my friends and I love, Mm. you know, being resourceful and like not putting myself in a box. (laughs) And so, cause I just don't see much efficiency coming from that. And so, um, I do love doing that stuff, but not in a way where it's labeled, like not in a way where people, um, see it as like, oh, she's this and that's what she is. And she has to like, you know, be that. And it's something that's human for people to do that. It's like, it's people want to understand other people and like what are you doing like what is your brand they want to box you yeah Yeah. i get get that it's not something that's it's not something that comes from ill will it's just it's it's life and it's that's them understanding it and there's trying to understand who you are what you're doing and me being oh this is sarah this is she's the publisher (laughs) exactly which i you know just was not how i was wanting to be presented or like wanted to um, be taken as, even though, you know, I love publishers and I love, I love, um, all the people and and everything, but, um, but yeah, it just, it wasn't the right kind of, um, you know, label probably for, for me at the time. So anyways, I, that's the, that's what happened there. And then I, um, I was still writing at the studio and, I started because I love trying to get songs heard and Mm -hmm. I love like working on them and I love songs. I started to get frustrated. I mean, a a lot of things come from frustration where it's like, where it's like, Oh, I'm in my room writing songs and I'm frustrated because no one's hearing them. Like I want to kick harder and I want to like go to Grammy camp. Like that's what happened when I was young. And, um, you know, and then you, you think things are a certain way and you get there, you realize they're not, you get frustrated, you do something about it. And so that's like kind of been this repetitive story thing. For no, me. that's a good, I, that's a great way to put it too. Yeah. yeah. And so, well, thanks. But basically I was writing at the studio and, and there were these amazing artists coming in and recording these songs that I was a part of and like these great recordings and these mm. great musicians on these songs, but then the songs would get released and they would sit there because because it's independent artists and it's like, where's the team? There's no funding. There's not, you know what I mean? And so I started to, um, I started to get DIY with it and be like, well, these are songs I'm writing and I want them to get heard. And I believe in these artists and I believe in this team and everything. And so I started to, um, you know, work on getting the songs heard for these artists from kind of, this fake um 
front that I made up, like this publicity email that I made that I could like work on getting these songs heard (laughs) where I could like send them to um, publications to get articles written and interviews done and I could try to get the songs on playlists and things and again these were all songs I had written for the most part and it was just on a small scale but um, it ended up working (laughs) and so um, then I started to get asked to do it by um, you know other people that I had met um, in town that I write with or that I'd worked with, um, you know, in different capacities. And, um, and so anyways, that's, that's what had happened. And then some people had asked, um, some people had asked me to start offering these like publicity playlisting types of things, um, outside of, outside of just on my songs at the studio. Um, and so, Anyways, I was like, well, I'll start a fake company. So like, I'll start a fake, a fake one. And so I, um, I came up with another name, like a, like a different company name. It's not what it is now. No, it is what it is now. Oh, okay. It is. <laughs> Why don't you say it? Well, it's called Lucky Money. So I came up with this name <laughs> and I, um, and I hit up my professor, my, my my old publicity professor oh, at okay. Belmont. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, you know, um, I've been asked by some trusted like friends and like mentors that, that want me to like have this company, but like I'm doing all these other things. I'm an artist and like, I, you know, I'm currently working this publishing job and all that, but like, how can I capitalize on this? Like, how can I make this work that will actually be helpful? So, she um is also somebody that like is a pub- music publicist like in town and how ha- you know when i was born she was like head of pr at like warner or something like just the veteran type of a yeah she's person. been there done that yeah so like i sit down with her at lunch to ask for her advice on like you know starting a company and she's like well just like come do it for me too but like she didn't give me much advice she was just like yes like do that and i will also have you do it for me and so i was like oh no i was like what do i do (laughs) you're like oh you think i know what i'm doing yeah like i like don't let let me rephrase this i need your help help. okay (laughs) yes but anyways long story short i ended up um starting a company and um Lucky money promotion. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, me being an artist, I um, I would do it for a lot of the people that I was writing with and writing for and um, just natural kind of this built-in way of getting my own songs heard as well. At, but also um, a lot of friends that release their own songs. Um, but yeah, what ended up happening is I ended up working a publicity job. I ended up working a publishing job. I was working an A&R job. Um, I was... Uh, Who's your A&R, A&R job with? That was at the studio out at... Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was doing like some business things like other than the writing. Yeah. And basically, I quit all of my jobs. <laughs> I quit them all. Yeah, and, smart. And I... Which I love. I love them all um, dearly. And they all have been a huge part of like of me and of all of my you know journey and I love all these people 
Um, but I quit them all and I um, went rogue. And I, like, I just like started this thing that seemed to be working, that seemed to um, be like needed in some capacity with like my friends. And um, it's not it's not just me. And it's something that there's a lot of um, it work. The reason it works is because there's a lot of partners and a lot of people that like are affiliated with it now that like and there's a team and there's you know things that make it function in a way that like actually works <laughs> and it allows yeah. me it allows me to fully pursue what I do as an artist and as a writer where I can write during the day like we just wrote a song today at 11 a.m and um and I get to I'm leaving on to go play Old Red Orlando next week and I'll be in Florida gigging and then um I get back and do more gigs in town and I get to record my songs and hear other people record them. And I get to do that while actually logistically like everything works and I don't have to be in a box and I don't have to um, have any kind of a label other than just being me and being myself. And it's been freeing and it's been like this lovely thing. And, um, and I never thought that that would happen or that it would that it would work like that um because everything you know when you grow up and you hear about all these different things it's easy to think like oh I'm gonna graduate high school I'm gonna go to college I'm gonna apply for my jobs like or or in my case it's like oh I'm gonna like a lot of students go to Belmont and think oh I'm gonna like graduate and then I'll sign a publishing deal or oh I'll like I'll sign a record deal or whatever but um I don't know. It's just, it's not, it's not cut and dry like that at all. And, and no one is going to come up to you and be like, Oh, we'll just hand you this now that you've done that check, check. <laughs> like that's not how it happens. And so anyways, it has been, um, a learning process that I'm still in the middle of and it's been, um, it's been a lot of fun. So yeah, it's I'm called life. Yeah. It's just <laughs> life. Yeah. It's just life. And yeah. I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> Well, I think you, I think what, uh, you didn't say it, it's, uh, but you kind of said, it. you humbly said that you, when you said that you quit your jobs, you took a chance on yourself. Mm. You took a chance. You believed in yourself and was like, I think I can make this work. Cause mm -hmm. if you didn't, you wouldn't have done it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. It is very tough, uh, to bet on yourself to be like, I think I can make this happen. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. And so Well, you, thank you. <laughs> oh yeah. No, Sarah, you're awesome. You're you're clearly you're clearly uh motivated. Mm. And I think it's cool. I don't know what, what percentage, but there's a big percentage of it um that comes with helping others. Like you like to do it not only for yourself, but you see value in helping others and it seems that Mm. that's what I was telling you earlier about this, like about like you are like that as well, where you see um, just genuine passion and excitement and like talking to other people and like and, you know, lifting other people up, which is really awesome, too. And it's like a big part of Nashville, like Nashville is built on on that. Um, and it's, you know, it's this amazing, beautiful thing that I love. Yeah. <laughs> and with, so with this, it's all about I mean, how many times. So I'm I'm uh, I'm older, not like crazy old, but <laughs> uh, but there's this there's this part when you want to decide to take a leap. So like I I have a lot of years in my life, 
And when I was basically like, I want to take advantage of this. I want to try and do this, this songwriting, this music career. Mm-hmm. You, you want to find out where everybody else starts. You want to have an idea of like where to even begin to reach to. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you, everybody talks about the good old days or like, ah, I remember, yeah. I remember when we were doing like Luke Holmes or Morgan Wallen, whoever yeah. they'll talk about what they used to do, but you never actually saw them in it. Yeah. They never documented in it. And this is, yeah, this is not only for me. Cause I love, I love to like document. Oh man, I remember this podcast with, with Sarah <laughs> or like, Oh yeah, that's when we wrote the song or like, you know, document my own journey across time to see like how yeah. things got affected. But it's for somebody else that's like, hey, I want to do this. It's like, oh, well, listen to this. Or like, this is what so-and-so did. And like, she can take, she can explain more to you on this episode or whatever. But um, I don't know. It's it's a funny world. And there's plenty of love for everybody, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, this, and it's not necessarily kept secret, but the the answers aren't out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Yeah. So you start this round. Or oh, no, 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 sorry. Well, there is that. Yes, but you, <laughs> so you start Lucky Money Promotions. How do you get into, uh, what, well, first question. What does Lucky Money Promotions do? Like, what all do you, what all are you doing mm. now? Like, what has it become? Yeah, well, it's, I always think about it as like this collective type of thing. Cause I'm an artist at lucky money and like, I guess I started it, but, um, again, it is definitely not accurate to say that like, I just like do it. Like I just do like what the company does. Like, like there's a lot of other people and a lot of other hands and a lot of other like just partners and things that like allow it to work. Um, but it's become something that is that's like more of a collective or like a community where you know everyone's successes lift other people up like within that community and it's just it's just like organic too and it's something that's you know just naturally seems to work and and happen and it's um natural is good yeah it's not like forced um it's something again that is freeing for for me just from my perspective like i feel like way freer than I ever have um, since moving here because my whole time since moving here, I mean, once you move to Nashville, like people are like, so are you an artist or are you a songwriter? That's like the first thing they'll ask. Uh-oh. And then and then they'll start to ask if they see that you are, that you have a business mindset, they'll start to ask, so are you on the creative side or are you on the business side? Um, and they'll- Stop talking to those people. I know. Well, well but it's, again, it's not anybody's, um, it's not any kind of like ill will. It's not somebody trying to yeah. like hurt anything. It's it. it I've been it's asked them that. valuing business over life. <laughs> and I mean, that's one way to do it. But if yeah. you want to cut to the chase, I get it. I totally do. But, oh, man. Well, just... I mean, I totally... I mean, I, as a person, like, I, as a human being, like, I always... Cat- you categorize people, like, you know, um, yeah. even if it's unintentionally. You just are like, oh, that person does this. I'm going to call them for that or whatever. Um, and so that's great. And that's like a part of what makes the world go round. And it's, and it's awesome. But it's definitely something where like, you know, you definitely like it is a lie that, that you can only do one thing or that you, um, can only pursue one thing or that like, you have to like put yourself, there was a quote that my friend sent me this morning that was like, 
um, when people, it's like, that is an example of other people's limitations, not, not yours. Like you are, you're oh, an only yeah, individual yeah, person. Putting, when somebody else at, like tries to like do something, it's putting like, their own limitations yeah, on you. On I you. Guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, so anyways, that's kind of, um, I guess how I've started to like see things as I've been here. And, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm 22. I would have just graduated this year. I, it's kind of like, if this doesn't work, I'll just try something else. Like, I don't really, <laughs> yeah. I'm not too like worried about it. And it, so it's something that's naturally gotten to happen. But basically to answer your question now, it is something that's a collective sort of a thing, um, with, you know, people who have thankfully lifted it up and, um, and helped it to be something that is fun and something that is effective and you know thankfully just like in my stories about being in school and like you know growing up in in high school and all that there's just been examples of people that have seen me another person and been like oh i'm just gonna extend a hand i don't have to like i don't have to talk to this person but maybe i'll respond to their email maybe i'll take the time to like you know take take a call with them or maybe i'll like take the time to come out to see a show or something and that that kind of patience and grace and like interest just like the the interest or curiosity of like other people is what has allowed it to work in the way that it has so far um and it's all it I always say it's just people and songs um and that's it there's nothing else there's no other magic wand in the that's and, a cool I like that <laughs> yeah that's all that that's all that I have to work with is is ever like and yeah. I think that that's kind of at the end of the day, that's all anyone here has to work with in Nashville. There's a lot of other factors and other things that can be distracting um, and things you can focus on other than those things. But I just, I don't know. I've been slapped in the face a bunch of times by being like, oh, shit, it's, it's just people in songs. Like, like, I really only have those two things and everything else is like fleeting and it's not substantial that I can like count on or work with. So <laughs> no, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So I've thankfully, um, you know, I get to, I get to kind of focus on those things now. And, um, and that's what I love and what I get, what I'm passionate about. And, um, and yeah, there's not any kind of a limitation or anything like that on it. And um, I just let it be what it wants to be. And the the point is always to get the songs heard because that's yeah. important in a town full of songs. <laughs> Do you have any uh, like personal goals with it? Well, just that to get to get songs heard um, for myself. I mean, I guess personally, like like it started with songs that I that I'd written, written you yeah. know, and that then that's still a, a you know a piece of a piece of it, a hundred percent, and it will continue to be because I'll still be here writing the songs. I'll just be <laughs> writing them. And <laughs> what is uh what would you just email like email these uh playlist companies or publicity companies and be like hey i'm from lucky money promotions and i got this song i'm trying to pitch you is that is that like how did you get that did you just decide to do it on your own or was there somebody in your meetings across time that you were like oh they did this Mm, um i mean it's different because again it really is people and songs so it's not like it's it never is some like um hazy like ooh, this is just like some 
relationship from the stars between this company and my company. Like, that's not really ever how anything has has happened. Um, it's just it's just natural meeting people like in life in all these different ways oh um, that's perfect and yeah, so yeah. that's like how that's how it all has worked in every sense of of everything that has happened so like when i go and play a show like that first show we talked about the first paid one that i got i got that because i went and played an open mic night because because a professor at Belmont and Grammy camp took the time to like, look at me and be like, yeah, in Tampa, you can still do that there. Like encourage me. And then I went there, I played an open mic night. Somebody saw me that liked me, that took the time to like, talk to me afterwards, get my number. Um, and started to be my friend. And yeah. then that person happened to know this lady that booked shows at Rick's on the river in Tampa where they were, he was like, Hey, you should have this girl come in and just give her a chance. I know she's 15, but like, you know, just have her do a daytime one and, you know, play a show. Yeah. So that is exactly how that's the answer to every single, like it's stories like that for every single thing that makes, um, anything that I do <laughs> work. <laughs> so thank God for people and songs. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and when did this uh, round? So we met at a round. I reached out and was like, hey, I would love yeah. to play this round. Um, Lucky Money Promotions round. Or Lucky Money just The round, Lucky Money but, Riders round. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's something that is really close to my heart because I get to like host it every week. And I get to like meet so many new people and, um, it, again, hear a lot of new songs and, um, you know, hear what people are doing. And it's an it's a way to like literally create this community even more because it's an in person event. When um, you when you phrase it that way and that mm -hmm. your mindset is like that, uh, that makes <clears throat> I think that's what makes uh, good rounds good. Mm. You know, a lot of people there's some rounds that you play that you're just like, oh, these people are just like, oh, I need slots to fill. You know, I'm mm -hmm. not really trying to build nothing here. Uh, you know, your your round is good because of that. I oh, feel. Thank you. Because you do you do have. I mean, we were just we were only there once, but mm. well, actually twice. But mm -hmm. we uh, like, but like watching once. Yeah, yeah. Watching once, and we played the next. But mm -hmm. it was um, it was cool. It was cool <laughs> because that's a that's the kind of environment and atmosphere you want at a round mm -hmm. to know that you can connect with with other people there. Yes, yes, and I really appreciate that you like say that and that you felt that there. And y'all were amazing. I love that, Ron. And you're coming back in October, October seventeenth, October seventeenth, yes, to play the Lucky Money Round again. So I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's that's another example, like like the Virgin, you know, allowing us to like set up camp there every week and like supporting it in the way that they do um, is has been a blessing you know it's something that they did not have to do that and like yeah. you know and so um again it's it's kind of like what we were talking about with belmont it's like you can go there and you can like go through the motions of going there but there's a lot of things you can um just ask about or like you know take advantage of that you don't have to but like if you inquire about it or like or just show up even sometimes like a lot of magic can happen. You can leave room for it to happen if you just let it. <laughs> and so <laughs> and so that's kind of what's happened like with, with that. It was something where I was just like, oh, 
you know, we have this community now with this, um, with Lucky Money, and there's people that we have on our roster that we work with that want to play live in town yeah. and that want that want a space to share their songs live. And so I started, you know, getting asked that and like wanting to have that, you know, for for people and for my co-writers and my friends and the the community at Lucky Money. And so that's what prompted it. But from there, it was like, oh, I need to just ask people. I'm just going to like, I'm just going to ask some, some places and try to see what I can find. And so that was what happened. And, um, and you know, I'm really thankful that there was a establishment <laughs> down on Music Row that would that is allowing us to come there and do this every week. And it's really been this, this great, like connecting thing. Um, and it's been, it's been lovely. And we get to like meet so many new people. I've written a lot of songs out of it because I'll meet, you know, writers at the round like you. Um, and it's, it's been a place where uh, I think a lot of great connections have happened because we'll bring in, um, different levels of artists and writers. Um, uh, like we've had hit writers play in rounds mixed in with people who just moved here this month, you know, and like things like that. Oh, you got a little battery on it. Oh, do I have to hit close on it? Yeah. Let me try. Let me try it. Okay. I mean, you, oh, hey, whatever you want. Here we go. Okay. Hello, everybody. <laughs> um, all right, we're good. Cool. My phone was like pitching a fit. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're I, back. <laughs> I think it's awesome that um, you've been able to develop just what you've been able to develop. Lawrence back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that you've been able to develop what you've been able to. Um, Thank you. Now you have a bunny. <laughs> I do. Honey the bunny. So I like the rhymes. Yes. I like um, Lucky Money and Honey Bunny. And you want a duck coming next. Uh, lucky Ducky. <laughs> All these things are great ideas. They're <laughs> <laughs> golden. No, but um, we love Honey the Bunny. She is very fat. And there's an Instagram account that you can go and it's in my bio. You can follow her. I'm trying to get her to be more active on there. <laughs> but she just won't do it. I don't doesn't know how to use a phone yet. <laughs> but we love her. Um, she's she's the best I got on Craigslist. What? <laughs> That's a hell of a way to find a bunny. Yeah. Now, hold on. Did you go looking for a bunny mm-hmm. on Craigslist? Mm-hmm. <laughs> first did. time I ever heard of that. Wow. That's well, not the first part, first place. I don't really know where I'd start to look for a bunny, but that's not the first place. But it, it, you found it. Well, I'm no, glad. I definitely did not start there. Okay, okay. I okay. had um, been looking for a long time, and then I finally was like, well, I guess I'll just try Craigslist. And then that's where she was. And now it's. That's where all the best love. connections happen. <laughs> it's Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> Good for Craig and his, and and his, his list. list and his awesome list i never thought about that what? do you think a guy named craig started it i imagine so i'm sure there's a story out there that's like this is how craig's has started yeah and they just grew you know right I, I'd that is so, so good i bet you that's what it was it's gotta be <laughs> it's just like tom you're i you're too young for myspace but that's how tom did it tom he it, the internet just kind of started and um uh he was just like i want to share some shit with my friends and he's like, I create this page. And then yeah. it was just 
Yeah. And then, then it's just split. Like more people want to join. So it's like, oh shit. And now I need this. And mm-hmm. yeah, Craigslist is like, they're like, oh, why not just do this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, all right. Last question. <laughs> okay. As of now that I have planned. <laughs> yeah. Planned. You are great at this, by the way. Like, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. And it's awesome getting to know you. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's so fun. So, Sarah Morey. Am I saying it right? Um, yeah. Um, it's like Morey. Like a Morey. Like money. Like like money. Money Morey. Okay. Yeah. Sarah (laughs) Morey. What is living the dream to you? Oh, this is the Living the Dream podcast. <laughs> I should have known. I should have known this question was coming. Um, hmm. What is that Willie Nelson song um, on the road again where it's like, uh, live a life of making music with my friends. I can't wait to get on the road again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just making music with my friends. That's that's living, that's the, dream living the dream, and that's what I get to do. So I'm happy, and um, yeah. I mean, obviously, the more the more friends and the more music, the better. So um, that's that's kind of so. This is the I, dream. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing I'm, what I I'm doing what I set out to do and i'm I, every day i like it's always exciting and it's fun and i mean again like continuing to work towards that like no one something that i've seen here you may have seen this too i know you, like you moved here in may too which is like so cool you i i told garrett earlier but it's like you have so many amazing things happening like already and it's you've been here since may well i'm glad you think so thank you (laughs) yes um but uh i was saying that no one here like you just said that oh i'm glad you think so like no one here is ever satisfied with like oh oh i did it now i i i made it (laughs) i did the thing nobody nobody does that like the first time that hit me well people let me rephrase it some people do that but those people, they, they just stop. They have an end. They, like, they, don't, they don't get where they're going because they get like, satisfied. They're like, okay, all right. <laughs> but like, the people that I look up to and the people that I get to like, have, the, I get excited about and things, like, they're never, they never sit back and are like, okay, <laughs> I did it. I did the thing. Now, now I have lived the dream. Like, the people that... that we look up to um just in life or that i've like looked up to for for a long time are net they've never said that and i the first time that hit me was listening to shane mcanally talk at belmont um somebody yeah he came in and like they would bring in different people you know to talk and and he was talking to students and i think somebody asked him like what does it feel like now that you've made it or somebody asked him something or like oh do you feel like you've made it or, or something like that and he was like I don't know. Somehow they asked him that. And he, he was like, he was like, no, I just haven't made it. He's like, I just haven't made it yet. And it's like, (laughs) he like has a publishing, he has his own, he has his own building on music row. It's like smack (laughs) Shane McAnally. And he has all of his hits. And like, so everyone here knows who he is. And he's got so many, he has like a TV show. He's like, I'm just, I'm not there. And, um, another one, Doug Johnson. Doug Johnson runs um, Black River, but is also a hit writer. I was talking to him, and he was like, 
well, I just, I really want to change the world with, with my, with my songs. And he wrote three wooden crosses, like by Randy Travis. And like, he said this like a few weeks ago, he's like, I just want to change the world. I'm like, okay, (laughs) Doug, like, I feel like you have done that, but you're not, he's never going to sit down and be like, okay, all right, that's it. I did it now. And that's why that's why these people are here and that's why that's why we know them and that's why they do what they do because they never so I want to make music with my friends and I want it to be like this great thing and this like positive thing that's fun that like that changes the world that is so exciting that it's just music it's just songs and people um but I'll never I'll never sit back and be like okay (laughs) yeah I did it (laughs) That's so, I mean, that's good. I think you, and I'm sure you do already, but I think it's, it is important to appreciate the moments, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the moments of, of those stepping stones mm-hmm. and take it for what it's worth. Cause man, mm-hmm. I've, I've lived I've lived I've lived, <laughs> I've lived I've lived <laughs> there's, good. there's a lot of people including me that have that, you know, you, you get there you get to where you set your goal, like mm-hmm. one of your goals and you're like, okay. Like for me is the, the listening room. Yeah. I, before I, like before I even decided, uh, a movie Nashville, like I heard a listening room and I've never been there. Yeah. And then it was like, it was cool. It was such a cool moment to appreciate, but mm-hmm. it's easy to, to just let it pat, to just do it and not take in the moment itself. Uh, mm-hmm. Because it's like, we're always chasing that next moment and and it's a skill to really appreciate the moment itself. Yeah. Appreciate it and be, be there. Like live in the moment. Yes. Yes. It's very, it's very hard to do. A lot of people think it's come easy, but it's, it doesn't because when Mm -hmm. you're in this kind of ball game, you need to, you feel like you might be dragging behind Uh or you feel like, okay, okay. Now I I'm here. And I see all these other people like, okay, I think of it steps in, in my mind mentally. I'm like, okay, it's steps. Mm-hmm. So I got to here. Now I see all these people yeah. up here on this next step. I'm like, I got to get there. Yeah, I got to figure out how, how I can get up another rung or get up another step. And it's, um, it's easy to just keep working, 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 but it's, um, it's important to remember, fall, fall back in love with the whole process. Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's something I wish I did more is just like like be as present, you know, as I can. But I think that there is a I think there is this like sweet spot, like a balance of doing that while also being like just never never like I don't know, being satisfied or never never being keeping like that hunger. yeah, just keeping the hun- yeah. keeping the excitement and the passion while also you know like just appreciating everything as it happens and like being in it you know like that's a good point stop making it become a job and yeah yeah it's crazy it's a crazy world crazy lot you know i just i'm happy for you and i'm happy with whatever whatever (laughs) you got going on and if there's any way that i can be a part of it or um in some way help out i mean you are part of it (laughs) But like, it, it, yeah. you know, I love your energy and I love what you, <laughs> you too, your, your, the environment that you're creating. So, 
you know, that's something to easily want to be a part of. Well, thank you. Thanks. That means the world. This is so fun. This is like, this made my day. I'm glad you like <laughs> I it. I love it. If yeah. You got, if you got anybody else you think uh, that would be a good songwriter or whatever, I love to, I love writing and then I love doing this because it's like, you know, writing is fun, but I, I like to get to know you. I like to get to know the writers because yeah. you, do, you now it's like, okay, you can connect on a different level other than just words you put on a paper. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's important to always, to, to always write and like, and keep it about that and keep it about the songs, but there's so much more to it than songs. Like there's, you know, like the songs are the start and it's a great thing and it has to, ha- it has, you have to have a song, Yeah. but like, um, yeah, there's, there's so many other important pieces you know uh to living the dream <laughs> all right with that <laughs> ladies and gentlemen sarah moray sarah M- yeah. money Mori. Mori. yes <laughs> and you're like at uh ceremony music ceremony music yeah they're on right and, now and lucky money productions promotions promotions yes and i'm certainly not a producer <laughs> well not yet <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Love you. Bye. Thanks. Thank you, Sarah, for hanging out with me today. Thank you.